Growing up in Brockton, it was easy to get into trouble. Keeping yourself busy was key. Even if you were a good kid, you're known for the company you keep. So depending on yourself was something you needed to learn early. Never let them take advantage of you. That fight in you was always there. I've had plenty of fights. Life changes were your biggest battle. Giving up was out of the question. If you felt tired, you pushed through it. These days, I use my anger for a greater cause. Trust is earned out here. Not everyone is looking out for your best interests. You have to be alert and aware of your surroundings at all times. The weak are preyed on. Teeth are sharp, but my ears are even sharper. You have to show how strong you are, both mentally and physically. Prove them wrong. Not everyone makes it out of the city. But an inner city kid getting home, that's what's taken for granted. Some leave when things get tough. But there are still some that stay to make a difference. Tough times make tough people. I've seen things go from bad to worse. People not being held accountable. Others not taking responsibility for their actions. I've spoken up when they didn't have a voice. When public safety was an issue, I took action. When they needed help, I lended a hand. I do things for a better tomorrow. Changes we can all be proud of. Hi, I'm Mike Smith, candidate for Ward 4 City Council. On September 14th, vote for me, and I'll continue to fight for the city. Are you in my corner? All right, your boy says the one broadcasting live from the city of champions. You are listening to the booth. It is seven oh four p.m. and I've got my first guest waiting over on the left, as you guys can see. But I got to thank my special guest from last week, Gary Keith. Uh, he was Gary Keith Senior. He's candidate for city council. He was on with us last week, so I got to give a big shout out to him. Let him know thank you for coming on. And this week, I've got a couple of guests. In the second half hour, um, I'm going to have Teamsters Local 63, 653 shop steward Lisa Mulvey. She's going to be on to talk about this situation with the bus company and the new contract with Brockton Public Schools. Uh, she's going to come on and give the side of their story as to why they're upset with this deal that's going to save the city in the upwards of millions of dollars. So um, we'll be talking to her and hearing what she has to say. But over on my left side, um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. I'm going to let because I'm going to let any any candidates who come on the show. I want them to start off. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then let them know which people let the people know which ward that they're representing and kind of point out the major place that's in that ward so people know. Because sometimes you just mentioned streets and areas and people don't know the ward. So sometimes I tell people, well. This is Ward 5, where Home Depot, Shaw's, blah, 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 is, you know, and, and kind of go that route. So I'm going to let my guest over to the left, left, as you can see him over there. Tito, well, let's give him his proper name because he is running for office, Ward 2, Rigoberto. Um, introduce yourself. Let people know your ward. Uh, my name is Rigoberto uh, Tito Quinones, and I'm running for Tito uh, Council at Large at Ward 2. Tito, uh, um, I'm sorry, excuse me, for... Ward 2 City Council. And um, uh, the landmarks where you go vote in this area, as you said, uh, uh, the Memorial Building, Manning Towers, uh, the Douglas Towers, those are the main areas you're going to go to vote for, for Ward 2. Also, the Holly Street Towers, that's another tower for Ward 2. That's where you also be voting for Ward 2. So 
Those are the areas that mainly all the people go to vote for whoever's running for Ward 2 City Council. Those are the four mayor points because the people who go vote for that council who's running for Ward 2. Okay. Those are the main, main landmarks that people will be going to vote for. Okay, if you can, um, can you have them just tilt the camera down just a little bit? I want them to be able to see you. And um, <clears throat> there you go. Thank you. Oh, yeah, because it keeps going back up. If it stays like that, that's perfect. We're good. So uh, you're going to be running for War Two as counselor um, and, and for War Two. If you and I saw this question on a Facebook page for Brockton political website, and I thought, man, that's actually a great question to ask anybody who is running because, um, you know, there are a lot of elephants in the room that people don't want to discuss and touch base on that are very important to this election. So I'm actually going to give them props and thank them because I'm going to steal their question from their page. I'm going to ask you, your Ward 2 counsel, what is the elephant in the room for Ward 2 that needs to be addressed? Wow. Um, there's several elephants in Ward 2 that needs to be corrected right now. And there's our biggest issues right now is our uh, opiate epidemic that's really taking, besides uh, the... the um, it's, um, they closed down our city because of an epidemic. We have another epidemic that's going on a high rise, which is the fentanyl, which is really killed. They're putting it in crack now. Mm-hmm. People are smoking it, and they find these people dead in the woods and the bushes. You know what I'm saying? It's really, uh, really taking a lot of people out. Um, it kills them fast. They have a little bit of time to get to them. Uh, the Narcan is not working. It's, it should be like it does with heroin and uh, fentanyl. Uh, so they they you know it hits their heart very quickly, and it's killing people instantly. You know what I'm saying? Right, that right, drug right. It's very killer right now. It's just killing people everywhere out in Brockton. And, uh, and we, we need help. You know, there we need help out here. We need a lot of help. Um, and we need more policing. You know, the policing is not. They got new cadets, uh, but then our youth get lost in all of this stuff because they don't have anywhere to go. You know. You get lost in all of this because they don't have any centers in Brockton. No, they got the YMCA. They got the Girls and Boys Club. They don't have a center where, when I grew up, we had a place where we could go box and we had places where they took us out and took us on trips and they had places to do our homework. We had mentors there to take care of us, you know what I'm saying? To help our parents uh, up, bring us up differently. We don't have that in Brockton anymore. It doesn't exist, you know what I'm saying? We're missing that piece in Brockton. I like to bring that back into Brockton. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of opportunities now to bring that to Brockton. There's a lot of facility buildings empty in Brockton, and, and hopefully we can get one of those buildings facilitated and the funds from the, you know, our elected officials to be able to create one of those buildings and turn it into a, a mentoring program for our youth so they don't continue to get lost out there with the drugs and all the stuff that they're doing. You know, they, they just want to have no way out. When they're in it, they're in it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. There's no vet or in, in prison for the rest of the life. You know what I'm saying? Now that area, to be honest, um, first of all, in the in the background, I think I can hear uh, wherever you guys are listening. You might want to turn the volume down a little bit on that because it's, it's giving you an echo on on that number one. And that area you're talking about where the war, war memorial is, that area, if you are elected and you get in there for war two, that area is actually slated for a major revamp that entire block is going to be the location of the new you know emergency headquarter facility that they approved the grant for they approved the monies for 
and it's going to be going there. And that, and I've always said that, you know, a lot of people are upset about this being going there, but I think that's, I think that area to have an emergency facility that that's slated to go there. We need something like that in that area. It's centralized in the center of Brockton. Um, it's going to take care of a ton of headaches. As we all know, at the top of Warren Ave is that gas station. There's those, that housing development there where there's a lot of problems what are your thoughts on this project? If you I, get in, I, I support it one hundred percent. I'm I'm for it one hundred percent. We do need it. Uh, I, I hope they get it up, up and going right as soon as possible. Uh, the money's already approved. It's approved. Let's get it going. I I'm for it one hundred percent. You should get right on to it. It should start the project like yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we do need it because that location there is very bad. Uh, and, and not not only that area. You know, if you go down to you know. If you walk down a main street, Dougley House, you know, all of our seniors have to take, you know, they got to call car service to go shopping because they're afraid to come out because of the drugs and the crack and the, the prostitution and the stealing that is going on in that area. <clears throat> so they have to call, you know, car service to, to, to get out their home. You know, that's, and that's sad. You know, you know, I go there almost every other week to drop food there because, and just drop, come in with a truck a load of food and just feed as many people as all the veterans as possible in that area because they're afraid even to come out of their own home to go to the corner store. There's a corner store right there. He said this not even three blocks away from there. Why should we go and be going and get in the car, car service when they could take a walk around the corner? You know what I'm saying? And it, it's very, they're very scared. It's very scary about it. You know what I'm saying? And Vicente's uh, has been a great addition to that area, but let me just say something. I, you know, my family moved here in 78. And I remember when McNenemies used to be right on that corner. And then once McNenemies went away, that, that area downshifted as far as crime goes. And to be honest, that area at the top of Legion Parkway in the daytime, Legion Parkway is busy. It's beautiful. But at night, since we lived here, that area has, you know, it's it's always been that bad area of Brockton since since yes. forever. That area, Spring Street, we know all those areas, those problem areas. And like I said, it is time to fix those areas. And I think that this this project that's slated for this area is going to change it and bring property values up. And it's going to force other businesses to either get on the part or get off, you know, stop, stop <laughs> catering to the to the to the drug and the people that hang around there. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I can tell you something definitely that. Once our, our representatives, our state reps, to go out to the Beacon Hill and fight for money for us, they, they're going to actually fund more money. Once they see this, it's happening, they see the big change, they're going to fund more money towards us to continue to revamp this whole area. Because I know for a fact that Jerry Cassidy, uh, Michelle Dewar, uh, Mr. Uh, Ken, um, Brady, you know, those people, they're going to go up to Beacon Hill. They're going to fight for more money. And they're going to talk to Markley. They're going to go up there. And they're going to give us more money. I, that's that's a guarantee. Once they see that action take place, they're gonna go up there. They're gonna get some money. They're gonna make Brockton the Brockton that it used to be. And, and we just got to make that project go and just get it on going. And, and it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a whole different Brockton once that facility is established mm-hmm. here. It's a lot of changes. Because when I when I went down to Ashley Park, when I came in to move to Brockton 22 years ago, I wanted to do something different. I, I lost four brothers in, in the drugs and and the alcohol and the drug game and stuff like that. They killed seven of my brothers, you know what I'm saying? In New Jersey. But when I came here, I wanted to do something different that wasn't, I didn't have what I was growing up, you know what I'm saying? When I was a kid, I was missing something because I hadn't, I didn't, my father didn't raise me, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have that fatherhood there, that love from a father, the warmth, I didn't have that. A lot of kids, these, even my kids, 
they, they're fortunate to have to have that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of kids probably didn't have that, but there's a lot of kids that don't. And for those that don't, I wanted to find something for that, get something for those kids that didn't have that. So me and my wife, we came up with the Ash Street Pride Neighborhood Association. And mm -hmm. this is what we brought up with. And um, we, we do, as you see how, you know, the toys that we raise and uh, the, the, the group of people that come in, to, you know, we do about 300 families, about two, 3,000 kids a year, every Christmas, you know what I'm saying? We, do, we get all those donations because when I was a kid, I didn't have those things, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have a laptop. I don't have, a, I didn't have an iPhone. I didn't have a toy. I had a little rocking chair boat and, and a big wheel. That's what I had. That's what my parents could afford, you know what I'm saying? Um, and we put that program together. It's been now going nine years. You know, we started with 20 kids. Now we, we now serve 22,000 kids or more throughout the whole South Shore. You know, we take everybody. We don't turn no family away. That's what they're thinking about. We don't charge anybody anything. Everything is free from this, our program, you know? And I can I can back you on that one because my artist Viana Marie actually performed at your event two years ago, and you guys had a ton of toys. Um, you were able to help people out and give them a Christmas just before COVID hit. You know that was that was a good thing. But you you had a ton of toys, and um, you know it's great to see what you guys did down there. Now I have some people in the chat. Um, E. Jack Selvin said they have the Haven. That's not a bad place, though, as well on Pleasant Street. They need definitely need more. Need people to go to those places with resources, housings, rehabs, counselors, some sort of guidance. She said she's a former addict and had a fire. Now, because of COVID, she couldn't find a great place to live. Because it's been bad. But they, So she says people congratulate each other because they don't do nothing all day. And that's where they go they know they're not going to be kicked out so i believe she's speaking about this place that's up at the top and um she said that she knows you from your page tito and she says you do a lot of things and she gives you props on the astry playground park so our listeners are watching and you know they're giving you your props and it's good stuff um what do you want people to know as we get ready to round this out what do you, what do you want them to know about you, how can they follow you, and you know how can they join your your message? Well, my my program is open to everybody. We have about we have our, our page. We have the Ashley Pine Neighborhood Association. Uh, you also can contact me at uh, uh, 508-208-7421. and you also can contact on my campaign page telephone number, which is five zero eight. Uh, 649-4900. And also, we have applications for volunteers. You can also join the Ashley Park Playground and join. And we also have a new program that we just got from the Infinity Center that we uh, we just got a new contract for volunteers. When we're looking for volunteers and they come in and they can get a, a training through us for free. And from there, they learn how to cook. They learn how to do uh, french fries, burgers, everything. And from nice. there, job. You know, we got got contract. We got we we have opening for up to eighty members now. Eighty new members to join that Infinity Center, and and what they do there, they do concerts or do concerts in Infinity Center. And we just got that contract. Just came in uh three weeks ago, and we still, we need about thirty people or more, if possible. You know the number and my my address is fifteen Ellis Street. So my office is there. Um, and contact me. And um, on September fourteenth, I'm asking for your vote. I am the best candidate for Ward 2, 
and I can prove it because I am a proven leader already. I've accomplished things that no other person has done so far and who actually is running in this race. So they haven't have the resume that I have. And I think that I am the best candidate for War Two today. So I'm hoping you guys uh, think about it twice on September 14 when you go to vote. Vote for Rigoberto Tito Quinones uh, for War Two. And regardless of what happens with the election, are you still going to be doing your event this Christmas That's again? My event Def- this Christmas is just on, baby. It's okay. still on. No matter what the outcome of the election, I'm still doing the Christmas party. I'm doing the backpack giveaway on the 24th and the 25th of August on the on, on the library. We're doing a back to back to back to school giveaway at the 6 flag, at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, the, the both days. So okay. on the 25th. So nothing's going to take away from that. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll probably schedule you to come back on when it's time to promote that so people are aware. And hey, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show again. My show is an open forum. Anybody who's running for any seat in Brockton, you can come on here. You can send, you know, send me a message. And I get, it's funny because I had Gary Keith on last week, and then I had you on. I saw you at Pro, Pro uh, Bree Nichols won, and everybody has been hitting me up to come on this show. My, fa- I feel blessed because right now it seems like it's the hot show. Everybody's coming on here. I like it. Yeah, the mayor has been on here. Um, I believe I seen, I've got, that. I seen that last week. I watched it. Yeah, and I've got a lot of people who's hit me up. Julio Palomar. He just hit me up. I'm going to be putting his promo together. He's coming on the show in August. So anybody out there, it's an open forum. If you're coming on here, you can come on and and let people know what to do. I don't want people to say, hey, we were never given the chance to speak to the people of Brockton. Here it is. You can reach out to me, get in touch with me, and you can come on this show. So, man, I thank you for coming on this show. I'm going to take a quick break, and my next guest is waiting in the wings, Lisa Mulvey who represents the Teamsters Union 653 local. And like I said, this is in regards to this Brockton public school story and the new buses that was just picked up that was going to save this city a lot of money. But I guess there's now a hot topic attached to this. Um, I want to hear about that. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get this trailer going for everybody to check out, and I'm going to get Lisa on the line. We're going to be back with more booth after this. Here's your boy, Sister One. We out. Peace. Peace. For some reason you think this is a game. This is not a game, Will. Look at you. Look at you. The only reason why you're not in jail is because Uncle Phil called in a favor. Take your time. Go deep. Too easy. Notice? You're stupid. You are carrying a gun on the streets to protect yourself? I've done my best, Will. But it's time for a change. You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle. And your auntie. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. Don't waste it. Will, I will not bail you out again. In this house, I'm not Uncle Phil. I'm the law.
Have I made myself absolutely clear? Yeah. Yeah. There are no butlers to clean up your messes. You've got to be responsible for yourself. So, Will, what brings you to Bel Air? I caught with a gun. How are we related again? He's from the streets of Philadelphia. Will needs discipline. Just a little time. Just a little time and a little love. We are what he needs. Why don't you go back to Philly? Born and raised, right? You think I would ever want to be in this life? You're not welcome, Will. This is fake. Wherever you're from. This is fake. You didn't do anything to earn this. I never had nothing. My life ain't a sitcom, I guess. I don't even feel like I belong here. Just give it some time. Everything happens for a reason. Yo, you must be from Philly. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm Will. Jazz. Jazz. Hey, so what part of town you staying in? Bel Air. They got you out there? All right, Philly. Let's see what you got. Well, welcome to Bel Air Academy. How's everything going at Bel Air? It's not too bad out here. I just made team. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you're here. I need to take you shopping. Rodeo Drive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Prince, you can go here? Nah. <laughs> All right, your boy Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You're listening to the booth. And uh, if you guys have noticed right now on my shirt here is artist, recording artist Viana Marie, who I manage, and you see her in the background. Viana Marie and myself are going to be performing at Prova Brockton this Friday night. Four to nine, you know, we usually rock the house down there at Prover, and I'm just letting you guys know, there's nothing different. This is our third year in a row. We are going to be rocking the house at Prova this Friday night. It looks like it's going to be 80 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. So you want to come on down. It's a family-friendly free event, so it's good stuff. Um, I got my next guest online here, Lisa Mulvey. She is the shop steward for Local Six. 53, the Teamsters Union, and she's on today to talk with us about this issue involving the buses that were just purchased by the city of Brockton, which is going to save them in upwards of, uh, I think it was like $1.2 million or something of that effect. What it is, is before um, Brockton, I'll let you explain it, Brockton was contracted to another company and then they decided to do a cost savings and buy their own buses. So I'm going to let her explain this so I don't mess it up and, and get information wrong, but I'm going to let you start from the beginning, introduce yourself and why you're here. Well, hello, Mr. Hayes. Thank you. Um, I'm Lisa Mulvey and I am a employee of first student as well as a, a member of Teamsters local 653 in Easton. Um, we have been hearing rumors for the last several years that Brockton was going to be purchasing their own buses. And at that time it was going to be just doing sports trips and um, charters. Um, until recently, however, that had all changed when a Teamster member, a, a member in good standing, 
who actually happened to be the former principal officer of Teams' Local 653, was hired as a consultant by the city of Brockton. And what he did, I have a copy of his, um, his signed contract here, and what he did was in, in one of the terms of, of services that's required, it says provide an analysis of the current student transportation system and offer analysis and input on improving and streamlining cost reductions for the Brockton Public Schools. So in saying that, right then and there, um, the gentleman, um, again, the formal principal officer, um, Mr. McElhaney, was hired by the city to provide analysis on how to make cost cutting adventures, I guess you want to call it, which obviously puts us in a bind. Um, he was hired to look into busing. He was hired to look into property to house the busing as well as other city facilitations. So in saying that, um, he was able to collect a rate of $60 per hour in doing this consultation and he racked up over $10,000. Now at this time, it's fantastic that the city wants to buy buses, great, but I think that you know they should ultimately take the Teamsters and negotiate a contract with them as our student has been the only, the only bidder in the city of Brockton for the transportation purposes for the last 15 years. So obviously Mr. McElhaney knew what he was doing. He knew all the contracts because he was in charge of all of them at the local. So he knew of all the busing industry contracts, whether it be Lucini, whether it be um, the, you know, the surrounding towns, the district, Duxbury first student, Brockton first student, Stoughton first student, et cetera. He had knowledge of all those contracts, what, what the language was in them, especially what the pay rate was in them and what they could save by cutting costs with the city. He was able to take all that information and apply it to the city and say, okay, this is how you can save X, Y, and Z. You buy buses, they want to start with the mom and pop companies, which are your private van companies, um, like your VHSs, your Jolly Gardens, and things like that. But they also said they want to take care of the handicapped services vans too. Mm -hmm. Well, the handicapped service vans are for a student. We ran approximately 60 vans pre-COVID, and we ran approximately 50 to 55 buses, big buses, in the city of Brockton alone. For the projection that they're requiring, they have signed a one, a three-year deal with first student, the city of Brockton has. And within that deal, they have an option to opt out after the first year. But they've only contracted 18 vans. That's a loss of 42 routes, just in general, just for the for the special needs kids within the city of Brockton mm -hmm. that they plan on taking over. Now they're contracting 48 buses again. We ran approximately 60. So the problem that we have is, are they going to be over overloading these vehicles or are they going to be at you know safety capacity? Um, again, I, I'm just not sure where that avenue is going to go, but we have 136 drivers at first student right now. And we have several staff members, including mechanics, et cetera, you know, dispatchers, office staff that don't know where they're going to be four months, five months from now. We didn't know that when this all took place back in October of 2019. And we are heading into August. School starts, I believe, August 31st. It's an early start this year, if I'm not mistaken, in the city of Brockton. So it's got to be nailed down. And it's funny because, you know, I know how this all operates and works. You know, I spent 23 years at the MBTA. Um, so I, I kind of know how a lot of this works and behind the scenes. And when I saw this, you know, the first thing I did was I asked some questions myself. I had asked, you know, 
where the bus is going to be housed, number one, who's in charge of the fence line and things of that sort, because, you know, there are things by federal law that you have to put out there monthly and have to answer for is in regards to that. So I guess they created this director of transportation job and that job has already since then been filled. Um, so it'd be nice to end up seeing who will end up with that. And do you, do they have, a, have they announced the location as to where the buses are going to be housed? I know they had all the buses parked at Brockton high to show them off, but have they announced an area as to where they're going to go? According to the proposals that were submitted to the Brock, uh, to the city of Brockton, as well as the invoices that Mr. McElhaney had submitted for his payment services, um, there were several locations that they were looking at on the south side of Brockton. The Kmart Plaza was one of them. The Champion Lincoln car dealership was another one. Um, I have been told recently that they were looking at the property up to next to White's Bakery on Pearl Street mm -hmm. for possibility, but I think that option has fallen through. Um, they were looking to build a warehouse that was going to be able to store these vehicles as well as all the other city vehicles. So again, this was all in the proposals that were submitted by Mr. McElhaney to the city, that this is what they were ultimately working on. And again, the buses have been ordered, as you see, um, we do have the vans that have already been delivered. I know they received $11 million in COVID funds, um, which I think a lot of the first student drivers were a little bit shocked by that the city actually chose to keep those, that they chose to keep those funds. As the um, state, the governor's office had said to the towns and communities, you guys can do what you want with the money. It's at your discretion. And the city said, okay, well, we'll use that money to buy the vehicles. We're not going to pay for our student, even though, you know, there's a contract. Nobody has any pandemic language in their contracts right now. This was, you know, came out of the blue. Who prepared pandemic language in any of their contracts for anybody to get paid? So for, in good faith, you would think that the city would, you know, pay for our student, but they didn't. The, the drivers collected unemployment benefits and, and so be it. But again, without that COVID money, would the city have been able to go forward with the purchase of the 60 vans that they have and the additional buses that they're looking to purchase? I don't know the answer to that. Mm, they mm. say that the funds are available. I just don't know where. Right. And you were talking about the three locations, and I already know after the mayor being on here, uh, that Kmart location off the books because there is a mm -hmm. movie studio that purchased that, that area. So really it's only those other two places you mentioned. And I can tell you right now, the Champion Muzzy Ford location um, that's big, that, that's big enough, but I don't think it's enough to house 65 buses inside. I, I think you have enough to put them on the outside and then do your repairs inside. Um, what's going to happen though, when they, when they actually purchase the remaining vehicles that they're, you know, that they propose to the city and where are they going to put them and what they have listed for mechanics and things like that. And, and the parts that they've had requested, you know, for spare parts and tires and things like that. And for oh, service, yeah. nothing kind of adds up. Well, there's a Nothing formula. Nothing adds up, especially when you see it day in, day out. And you're right. There is. And I've been in transportation since 1986. I went right to work for the MBTA right out of right out of two years out of high school, um, four, four years. Um, and there is a ratio. There's a ratio of mechanics to how many buses you have. Now, right now, I'm at Logan, mm -hmm. and I have 63 buses that, that run out of Logan Airport to, you know, process the people every day and take them around the airport. And I have eight, I have three shifts around the clock. My day shift has, we have six mechanics to be able to work on all the buses. Yeah, granted, when these buses come in, they're going to be brand spanking new. They're not going to need much work. You're just going to do PMs for the first matter. couple of years, but it doesn't matter. You need to have 
those employees Doesn't in place, matter. you know? So it, we all know things can happen. And that's, again, <laughs> right. And again, that's where it comes back to. We have 136 drivers and, you know, office staff, mechanics, everything that we don't know where we're going to be five months right. from now. We don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. We have no idea. Now, had Mr. McElhaney chose to go a different route and take a different consulting job, then maybe it wouldn't be that huge of an issue right now. But this is a big deal. This is a huge deal. Well, so why would somebody with you? Someone actually has a question for you. Somebody said uh, he violated the collective bargaining agreement by receiving backdoor money as a consultant while being associated. He, someone saying he was still being associated with 653. Is that correct? Correct, because he's he's still employed. He's employed. He works within a company within Local 653. He's supposed to be a member in good standing. And you take that oath, and guess what? You just violated that oath by what you did. And, yeah, and a, people don't turn a blind eye to that. You know, whether we're bus drivers or we work, you know, fifty-two hours a week, it is definitely a huge, huge conflict of it. As well as you know, ethics-wise, why would you do something like that? Again, get another consulting position. Do something different, not backstab the drivers of Brockton. That's right. crazy. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, with the MBTA and as far as union goes and when people retire from the T, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's three to five years before you can become a consultant. So in other words, if you work for the MBTA and then you retire, you can't automatically become a consultant. You have to wait those three to five years, I believe it is, before you can apply for any MBTA consulting job. Um, so you're not setting yourself up. Well, you know, and, and, that, and that's kind of how you avoid that, you know, and yeah, it's. And three to five years might be a good time span for some people, but this wasn't even three to five years. He oh. lost the election and then boom, he vacated his office the very next day and People couldn't get a hold of him. He wasn't being responsible for his job responsibilities and things like that. So, and then all of a sudden we get a, you know, a signed document, a, a letter of agreement again that he signed and it's signed by Michael Thomas of, you know, the school department, which is fine. You know, no one's saying you can't have a second job and, and do whatever, but we have a problem with this particular job that you did. Right. Only because right. if you're, if you're willing to backstab 136 of us that are in the same local as you, and we're supposed to be brothers and sisters here, you know what I mean? And, and we go in this, and you do this to us, what company is next? What company can you go work for next that you can backstab the members of 653? Mm, mm, so because it doesn't stop here. He sold us out mm, for 10 grand. And somebody said best time, uh, Michelle says, best time of her life was driving a school bus for Southeast. I'm just saying, George Bain, he says, by the way, I'm the shop steward for the facilities department for Holbrook Schools, Due to Teamsters 653. Congratulations, George. So George is out here. He's in the chat. We've got a lot of people in the chat discussing this. I'm glad you mentioned, you know, your your angst isn't against the city. The city has to do what it has to do. Your no, angst is no, more no, towards, no. Yeah, your angst is more because some people will see this and they'll you know how it is. They don't know how things oh, work. Oh yeah, no, no. I have no <laughs> I have no qualms with the city. What I would like for the city to do is recognize the teams just because we have hundred, I believe it's hundred and eleven or 117 card sign that the drivers were ready to go and negotiate a contract. So that wasn't an issue. The issue was that we're not, I won't say we're not comfortable, but we're going to lose a lot of things when it comes to the city. Just for a pensioner and annuities alone, we have to work an average of 15 to 17 years, even before we'll get 10 years vested in. That's a long time. Right. We're not going to be entitled to receive unemployment benefits. That's huge. We have a, a strong support of single moms down there that take school busing positions right. because they can bring their kids with them and they have the, the, 
the possibility of driving that child to school if they get the particular route with their child, child's on. So again, there's a lot of a lot of things that take place when you negotiate a contract with the city. Not through no, you know, the city has to do what the city has to do. But if this wasn't presented the way that it was presented, we wouldn't be put in this position today. Maybe five years from now, maybe 10 years from now, it would have been a possibility. I don't know. But this thing just happened like you blinked an eye and it was done. Mm, mm -mm. So what is it that you would like to see? Like, what would, what is it that you'd like to see recognized? You, you would want the city to step up and kind of offer those jobs to the 653 yeah. pretty much? Well, absolutely. I mean, you want to keep you want to keep the teamsters in no matter where you go, whatever, exactly. what type of work you do. You always want the teamsters. There's, there's no question about that. I would love to see the city negotiate in good faith a contract with the teamsters. There's no doubt about that. But I think a big holdback is going to be those unemployment benefits for those single parents, because once you're in a municipality, there is no unemployment benefits. Now, again, the pension's not a big deal to a lot of these drivers either because of the longevity that we would have to be put in to even be vested. Correct. That takes a long time. I'm, I'm 51 years old. I don't know how many more years I have. I don't think I have 15 to 17 more years in me to do this. Do you know what right. I mean? To even be right. able to collect an extra couple hundred bucks a month. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But again, I would love to see the city obviously negotiate in good faith. Um, but what was in the proposal for the hourly wages is, is also a big deal too, because these drivers are going to lose an average of eight to $11 an hour. And that could even be a little bit higher depending on what they would actually offer because I know you have to take so much often per hour for the benefits that they that they're giving you. Right, right, right. Well, hopefully they step up. I'm sure a lot of people are watching, a lot of people are tuned in this show over the years and these last few weeks, a lot of people from City Hall and a lot of people have been tuning in. So I hope, you know, that you're able to get this done again, you know, going with the Teamsters and bringing them back on is much better. You know that everybody's, you know, checked out. They've got their background checks in place. The union's not going to allow people in there that shouldn't be in there. We've seen the horror stories across the nation where, you know, some cities and towns think it's cost effective to maybe cut corners. And then you have an incident where somebody's kid is whatever, you know, and you don't need that. And, yeah. You know, it's, no, you don't. There's a lot I mean, of issues is why. The company, the transportation companies that I've been affiliated with, um, they really, really do put safety first in as far as their drivers go, the quarry checks. And even with the city of Brockton themselves, they ran our own their own quarry checks on us. We've had fingerprinting done. So they do do the maximum, whether it's company or municipality. They will do go that extra amount to make sure that everybody's safe. But again, I just would hope that, you know, we could continue with the Teamsters being in there employed. Um, you know, obviously we'd love to stay with first student. We have a little bit more perks with first student, but their goal is to save money and to save money. They're going to eliminate first student. I get that, but at least negotiate a good contact contract and let the teams just be represented. Well, I'm going to keep my eyes on this story. I hope the city kind of does the right thing. I'm going to keep an eye on this and watch it and just kind of keep me updated as to how it goes. If it does go through and they, they bring you guys back in, it will be a big congratulations um, and get ready. But like I said, the time, the clock is ticking. We're, we're into August next week. It's very close. <laughs> yeah. As, um, as of, as of today, we haven't heard of any, any drivers yeah. that have been interviewed for driving positions. I know some of our drivers have gone for um, other positions, but it hasn't been, been for driving. Um, but again, we would not be put in this position if it wasn't for one particular individual. And that's the thing that bothers, um, I think, the majority of, of the drivers down there.
and we got sold out for him to get a paycheck and if i'm not mistaken not only is it a background check but you guys still have to do the drug and alcohol checks for pre-employment to correct too also correct and you and your dot's have to be scheduled too and then we do random yeah, see? Oh, yes, absolutely. Once and a year. DOT, um, so, yeah, the and once a year, really the ticket. DOTs, and yeah. Yep, so, yeah, yeah we got to get um, on this. It is, and I don't know, you know. So, but again, hopefully that they'll stay with our student and, and, and continue that, or, you know, the best, next best thing would be for teams to negotiate, but we wouldn't be in this position if we didn't have to be. Okay, all right, cool. I want to thank you, Lisa, for coming on this show tonight. Thank Good you stuff. very much. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a quick break in. And um, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to get ready to let her go. But we're going to be back here with more booth after this on hoobazoo.com and hatchetradio.com. YouTube, make sure to click that subscribe button and follow the show. I'm going to be back after this break in a second. Here we go. Another lesson from my neighborhood. Shootouts can be very dangerous. So when you're walking down the street and find yourself in the middle of one, don't run. Instead, duck, dodge, and roll. If you hear gunshots and you don't want to die, gotta duck, dodge, and roll. Yeah. You'll have a better chance of staying alive if you duck, dodge, and roll. Okay. Don't be like Bobby who lost his head. He ran around in circles and now he's dead. If you want to stay alive, do this instead. Duck, dodge, and roll. (laughs) If you hear a hail of bullets from a semi-automatic, gotta duck, dodge, and roll. Remember as you run away to keep your moves erratic, gotta duck, dodge, and roll. See how that worked? There's just one thing to do when you gotta get away. Keep bobbing and a-weaving, there's no need to be afraid. Cause this is not a drill and you're not an anarchy. Just remember, duck, dodge, and roll. Duck, dodge, and roll. Duck, dodge, and roll. All right, your boys from Brockton, Mass, City of Champions, Sinister One here. I am, look, <laughs> two good guests. Rigoberto Tito, man. Winoyas, thank you for coming on the show. First guest. Second guest, Lisa Mulvey. Teamsters, 653, local. Two good guests. I want to thank you for coming on here. I've got some other guests who I'm scheduling. It's packing up, but I got to get into this show. It's 744. Let's see. If Sinister One can blast out the show in 15 minutes, I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, also, I got to mention the Oscar Mike radio hat. Bam. I said it every week. You will see me with this hat. To give props to my boy, Travis Partington. As you guys know, he suffered a patella separation. Um, he does a lot of power lifting and stuff. This is a very, very serious injury. Travis is grinding it out. He's sharing his rehab with everybody every day while still doing his show, while still making appearances. I actually saw him this past weekend at an event that involved Mistress Carrie, who used to be on WAAF. Travis, man, you are an effing beast. And um, props to you. And I will wear this 
you know, and I told Travis, I, Travis, I told Travis, I'm wearing my hat every week until you're back from rehab. He's like, dude, it's going to be about a year. I'm like, I don't give an F that it's going to be a year. I am wearing this. If I have to wear this hat for 52 weeks, 352 days of the year, well, 52 weeks because it shows once a week, maybe one extra show. But if I have to wear this until this man is off the crutches and he's back to go on the lift again, I will wear this hat every week. So, Travis, man, this is for you. Good stuff. And, guys, if you really want to support Travis Partington, hit him up. He's got shirts. He's got hats. He's got all types of stuff over on his site while he's rehabbing. So, if you want to go over there and really show Travis some support while he's rehabbing that knee, go over to his website, Oscar Mike Radio on Facebook, Oscar Mike Radio on YouTube, OscarMikeRadio.com on Yahoo Um, Check him out buy some of his merchandise and show him some support. This is a nasty, nasty injury. It's about a year's worth of rehab. So um, big ups to him. Let's get in here with my sponsors, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB electronics, 24 hours to 48 hours. You get your controller back. You're back to gaming. I saw his wife out here watching the show last week. Boom. (laughs) That's pretty, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. But I'm pretty happy to see that. Um, Bianca Marie, as you see her behind me and on my shirt, four to nine, we are going to be at Prova on Friday. We're going to be closing it down. Check us out. Come check us out. We are not taking any prisoners on that night. And I think I'm doing a very special tribute to Van Bates also, Brockton's own Van Bates who passed away this year. And uh, make sure you're out there for that. Bianca Marie's music is on online streaming services everywhere. Uh, she just added two more streaming sites to her repertoire uh, through DistroKid, the distributor for her music, and she's got new music coming in August, so get ready. Um, tactical target systems, when I go to the range, these are the targets that I use because I have this big fear of the zombie apocalypse. I'm doing my binge-watching right now of The Walking Dead, and I'm checking out this Black Summer on Netflix. And look, Walking Dead, I'm good. The zombies and the walkers and walking dead aren't even walkers. They're slow ass walkers. They're mad slow. You don't really need your cardio. You really don't need all that in the walking dead. You can be a 320 pound dude and survive during the walking dead. Cause the, the walkers are mad slow. You know, if you're stupid and they get you, they get you in walking dead. But black summer. That's zombies. I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not effing around with fast zombies, yo. I, I just, I just can't. My cardio sucks. Fast zombies, like in Black Summer, I'm done. I'm going out like steel in Day of the Dead. I'm, my last bullet, I'm putting it under my chin, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with fast zombies, nah, nah. And don't even mention the train to Busan zombies. Those were the ones that even if you shot them in the head, they still lived and still moved. You had to dismember them. I'm done. You can can hang me out to dry. Um, Deanna Marie's merchandise will be there. She will have merchandise there on Friday, so check it out. Also, Rebel Rom, check out my cousin's clothing line. RebelRom.com. Old Colony Pest Control. We've got an ad coming on the way from Old Colony Pest Control. They are actually officially a sponsor of the booth. So I got to mention them. We've got an ad coming for them. So keep an eye out. Old Colony Pest Control is veteran-owned, and we will be getting you the information. 
as soon as next week. I think the ad will be unveiled next week, so you want to check them out. Uh, Matt Stanton is in YouTube. He said, from a recent school committee meeting, I believe there is a proposal for the buses to be housed on the fairgrounds property. Hmm. Well, that would kind of be a conflict of interest because that's a 4-H establishment, but I'm hearing other rumors that I'm not going to mention on air. Um, well, I can mention the rumor. The, the rumor that I've heard in regards to the Brockton Fairgrounds is, is that once the state house burned down and was raised immediately, I heard that it changed the agricultural status of that property. Um, I do know that I had talked about on this show and mentioned about how Amazon had been using that as a transfer facility for their station in Randolph. And there is a, a rumor, there's a nasty rumor going around that Amazon has bought the fairgrounds property for $81 million. That's the rumor. Don't, that's not fact. That's just a rumor that's going around that scuttlebutt. So um, if that's true, the buses will not be housed on fairgrounds property because Amazon, if they bought it, that everything's gone and they'll be putting a transfer station there and whatever there, which will bring a ton of jobs to the city of Brockton. I'm not hating, but that's the rumor that I'm getting behind the scenes. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. But thank you for that information, Matt. Um, Lisa Mulvey is in the chat. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being with us on the show. Um, again, Deanna Marie will be at Prova. Um, Got to mention Brockton Summer Celebration, which is this weekend at Salisbury Park, July 31st. It starts at 11. It's going until 4. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the candidates running for office, city hall, and seats and things of that sort, they will all be there this Saturday. Check it out. Salisbury Park. It's right here off of Crescent Street where the pool is. And um, it should be a good time. Music, live events. Also, August 14th is Meet the Candidates. It's going to be put on by the Brockton Area Branch, NAACP. They want everybody to come out 2 to 5 at Brockton High. Um, again, all the candidates who are running will be at this event. So you want to make sure you check this out on August 14th. Also, moving on into, well, should be more stuff in the news booth. And I don't know why it's showing up, but... Uh, in the news booth, um, let's see. I got to mention Greg Fernandez of the Rose Conservatory. He had an event at the Gilmore School, I believe. And um, him and his Rose Conservatory put on an event that it kicked butt. <laughs> it kicked butt. Uh, they put on what you, what you call is the Community Beats Concert at the Gilmore School. And... It was amazing. And you know what? Greg was on this show. Um, Greg was on this show, and he talked to us about this dream of his Rose Conservatory. And I was pretty ecstatic at the fact that, you know, we, we got him on, and he talked about this. And now, you know, shortly after being on this show, his dream has come true. And I'm I'm glad to see that, and you know we're you know I I was glad to be able to to help him get on this show and speak his mind involving this. And wish I had a video. I wish I had taken a video of it. But if you want to look around, check it out. Um, it's actually out there. The Gilmore School formed Community Beats concert. It was great stuff, and um, big ups to him. I'm actually going to try to get him on the show. I think I'm going to try to get Greg on this show again just to talk about this. And let me see if I can get this working. Because um, it's not 
the stories that I wanted to show you guys are not coming up. And let me see what's Let's see. Bear with me right now. Yeah. Bear with me, I'm doing some on the fly <laughs> programming here. And in here for you guys. If this works, if my topics are coming up. No, still not coming up. I don't know why. Do I have kind of function? So as you guys can see over here in the box, usually I have my topics. My topics will come up for the show. And my topics, for some reason tonight, are not coming up into the uh, box over here. So this is very awkward. It's very weird. I really don't know why it's doing it. Um, almost, It's almost like, let's try to do this. Bear with me. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, I may I may have gotten it, people. Right? Boom. No. Oh, there we go. So as I was talking about the Brock and Gilmore School, Community Beats concert, Greg Fernandez. Great story. You want to check that out? That was actually in the Enterprise. Uh, and my, yeah, it looks like we're on track. Um, second story in the news booth California and New York is mandating people to get their COVID vaccination if they're government workers. Um, and, and a lot of people are unhappy with this. But guess what? The COVID numbers are going back up. The variant is out there. A lot of people are being stricken with the variant, number two. And. The, the number of people who are catching COVID right now and dying from COVID are the ones who are unvaccinated. So a lot of places, they really don't want to start roll back in into, you know, shutdowns and things of that sort. What the next step is, is you want to avoid the shutdown is you mandate certain people to get vaccinated, health workers, government workers, and of some sorts. Um, as you guys know, and you're aware of, you know, there are some people who feel their bodies, their bodies. They don't want to get vaccinated, but look at this. Um, this story here. Um, radio show host dies just 19 weeks after his wife died of COVID. Both of them were pushing that whole didn't want to get vaccinated issue. His whole format on his radio show was about not wanting to get the vaccine. You know, and here it is. You know, I've always said COVID has been like COVID comma. <laughs> you know, it's sad, um, but him and his wife, both dead from from COVID. And, you know, a lot of people can say, oh, you know, it's fake. It's they're just doing this, you know, to to put the numbers up. Look, these people are dying and you know, the unvaccinated. And we said this. And here's the other thing. You know, when they lifted restrictions, the rule was. Let's be honest. The rule was if you were unvaccinated, you were supposed to wear a mask. If you were unvaccinated. And let's be honest here. How many unvaccinated people do you think were really wearing masks? 
I, I, I'd like to say that, you know, some of these people, they have that entitled mentality. They didn't care. They weren't wearing a mask and they didn't care because they didn't think they were ever going to catch COVID. But I'm pretty sure a lot of these people were in places without their mask, even though they was unvaccinated when they should have. And this is, you know, this is what happened. It happens. And it's sad. It's sad. The thing is here, I'm going to ask you people, drop it in the chat. Do you show sympathy for these people who decided to stay unvaccinated? I mean, is, is it, isn't it hard to show sympathy for these people who lose their lives? I think a few people would say they don't care. They, they deserve it. So I, I, it's, it's a tough one. I'm torn on this story. Um, heading into the legal booth, um, new charges for R. Kelly. These ones, 17-year-old boy. I believe they said it was 2016, I believe they said it happened. Uh, sexually abused a 17-year-old boy. So for all you people out there trying to defend R. Kelly, how do you defend him now? This man, which we all knew to be a sexual predator, he is a sexual predator. But nobody said anything because, you know, there's that whole double standard or whatever people believe and whatever. But now there's a 17-year-old boy that he allegedly sexually abused and he picked him up at a McDonald's. And I made and I made a rant about this. Remember when R. Kelly got out of jail for a little while and the first place he went was a McDonald's? And I said, yo, that, 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 that wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. The first place the man got to after getting out of jail for that little bit during the, tra- I think he was getting transferred. He went to McDonald's. Went to McDonald's. It's crazy. Um, Matt Stanton, man, he's coming through with the good stuff right now. He said, just checked the 7-20-2021 school committee meeting. They voted on a motion for a one-year contract with an option for two more years if the city can't find their location for the fairgrounds. Hmm. So that's going to be, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. And as she had mentioned, as Lisa also mentioned, one of the sites was Kmart. And if you watch this show, the mayor was on here. The Kmart area has been bought by a movie studio. So if this is the case, you know, they've lost that Kmart location. And if the Amazon rumor is true, they don't have the fairgrounds location. But like I said, thank you, Matt, for this information. I'm going to keep my eye on it. Um, That's that's good information um, because storing the buses is an option, but the thing is, is there's no repair facility there. There's no place to store them inside. Number two, and myself working in transportation, there's a lot of things you need for your fence line in regards to storing buses. You need spillovers. You need, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of EMS stuff that you need in place. So I'm going to keep my, my ears to the grind on that one, Matt. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you for the info. Good stuff. Keep listening and watching the booth, man. Click subscribe. Um, moving on in the legal booth, hashtag free Britney update. You guys have been hearing me rant week after week after week about Britney Spears and how I'm pissed off at a lot of these people who are talking about hashtag free Britney. And there's a reason why the conservatorship was in place. And now that she's got a little bit of freedom, she's going buck wild on Instagram and all you guys are applauding and saying, Oh, she got a freedom and blah, blah, blah. She got her car driving back. They wrecked the car within four hours. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that they wrecked the car within four hours. Nobody wants to talk about that. She got her freedom back, right? Um, Nobody wants to talk about the fact that since she got her freedom, her Instagram, which was already a hot mess train wreck, is now borderline pornography. As Britney Spears shared two topless selfies this week 
with her nipples blurted out, but she's, you know, doing stuff that's unmotherly. You're a mother, number one. And um, you're it's it's a thirst trap. It's a thirst trap for an attention getting. And what's going to happen when Brittany realizes that all this attention that she's getting still doesn't make her happy with the depression that she admitted when she went to court. She admitted in court day one, I'm not happy. My social media is, is not the true of what I am. She says that she struggles and cries every day. But nobody seemed to pay attention to that. No, everyone wants free Britney and let, let Britney be free. But like I said, keep watching this train wreck because when it goes south and it goes bad, all y'all are going to be feeling real sorry for yourself if we lose Britney Spears. So whatever may happen. So keep going. Uh, moving on in the entertainment booth. Again, Diana Marie and myself will be at Prover in Brockton this Friday night from 4 to 9. Head on down. I see a lot of people in the chat already saying that. Um, so, so she said, in New York, if they don't get vaccinated, they have to get tested weekly. Correct. That's right. The gov- If you're a government worker, if you, if you are not tested, um, if you're not vaccinated, you have to get tested weekly. Weekly. So, hey, get on it. Um, also in the entertainment booth, second annual Mardi Gras in Maine. We will be performing at. You want to check that out. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Another Van Bates tribute. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, the East Coast Memorial has been shared and dropped by Scott Sandato of Sando Films. Um, I'm actually going to play it next week. Play the tribute during next week's show for you guys because uh, it's going to come in time just before we're going to be performing up in in Maine. So if you want to see it, it is on Devin Key's Facebook page. It's on my Facebook page. It's on the booze page. So if you want to check that out, go ahead and check it out. It's very, very, it's a, it's a very strong, powerful video for Van Bates here in the East Coast Memorial. Um, also, we have the trailer for Chucky was released. <laughs> Sci-Fi Network's Chucky trailer was released. And what I'm going to do for you guys we're going to have a, a quick trailer for Chucky. And then after Chucky is the trailer for the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. So this week we got hit with two major trailers that take us back to the 80s. Ghostbusters and Chucky. So hang on right here. Let me get these trailers off you right now. Chucky's going to be first. And then Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer is next. Here we go. Everyone has a Halloween they'll always remember. And this is Jake's. Jake, you into vintage? No, I'm into retro. Oh, what's the difference? About 10 bucks. (laughs) Fair enough. Look at that. Someone took the butcher knife. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Jake, are you okay? I can't stand this out of blood. Pussy. Oh, no, Jake, that isn't quite right. What happened to you, Jake? You used to have friends. 
Don't forget your boy toy. It's contagious, isn't it? Laughing at people. Well, guess what, dickheads? Now the joke's on you! Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. What did you do? Uh, uh. Mommy says real killing is bad. Yeah, well, mommy's full of shit. Look around you. It's the World Series of Slaughter. Stop, stop. Did you feel that? Everywhere Jake Wheeler goes, death seems to follow. Creepy doll just creeps me the hell out. It's kill or be killed. Everybody's got to choose. What's going on with you? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Chucky, he's gone. Dude, you have a serious doll problem. If you only knew. Hey, kid, I'm gonna go kill your sister. Wanna come? I'm sleepy. You snooze, you lose. Great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor. But with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home could be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. What are you doing here in Somerville, anyway? We're completely broke. And our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. You went with the station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Oh my god. You guys hear that? Something's coming. The whole city took the walking dead. closed.
Alrighty, Ghostbusters is back. I am ready to... T- <laughs> the 80s is coming back, boy! We need a new E.T. Work on that sequel, people. Get E.T. out here. <laughs> Ghostbusters in the Chucky TV series on Sci-Fi USA Network. Look, if I'm not mistaken, USA Network and Sci-Fi, um, they're right there with AMC where they now, you know, they're they're uncensored. Um, there was some rules that changed in the FCC, which allows them. So I'm very excited to see this Chucky TV series and see how it plays out on the Sci-Fi USA Network. It looks very interesting. Um, I, I can't wait. So both look really good. Rihanna Marie's in the chat. She says both look dope. So look, I can't wait. So moving on. <laughs> oh man, I got to talk about this. So last night, LeVar Burton, who I've been dying for to take over as host of Jeopardy, you know, um, everybody felt that he would be the best. Last night was his appearance and it was overshadowed <laughs> by what will become a trivia question in bars across America or in trivia games across the world. Who was the lowest score ever in Jeopardy? Well, last night while LeVar Burton was on and everybody applauded and everybody was happy, unfortunately, someone stole the show, Patrick Pierce. Remember this name, people. Patrick Pierce scored the lowest score ever in Jeopardy. Now, I know a lot of you are probably saying, how the hell do you score low in Jeopardy? I've never seen you. Well, what happens is, is if you get too many answers wrong or incorrect, it puts you into the negative. And last night, Patrick answered so many questions wrong, he ended up Closing out the show with negative $7,400. Now, you know what would be cool? The real Jeopardy is if you had to pay that shit back. <laughs> that would be that would be cool if you had to pay that shit back and it went to a charity of your choice. That's $7,400. <laughs> but if this is it, write it all down, people. You heard it here in the booth. It is going to be a trivia question forever until somebody else does this horrible. But Patrick Pierce has the lowest score of all time in the history of Jeopardy with negative $7,400. You don't believe me? Go When this show ends, go and ask your Alexa. I'm pretty sure you go and ask Alexa, who has the lowest score in the history of Jeopardy? Boom. Patrick Pierce. Minus $7,400. Ask Alexa. <laughs> Ask Siri. Ask Siri. If I wasn't live in this show right now, I would I would lift my phone up and ask Siri who scored. The- Actually, you know what? Hold on. I'll do that shit right now. <laughs> let me let me ask. Siri, who has scored the lowest on Jeopardy in history? Let's see what Siri says. Pop right up. Today's show. Patrick Pierce. <laughs> and I have my I have my notification shut off during the show. So so nothing. So Siri's not gonna talk, but it came up. Siri Siri is already on it. So I wonder if Alexa's on. Anybody out there, if you got an Alexa, 
Ask Alexa, see if it's updated. See if Patrick Parisi's PC's name, Pierce. It looks like Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E. So Patrick Pierce, $7,400. Bring it up at the bar this week. Win yourself a hundred bucks or something. Do something, bet somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> um, heading into the sports booth. Are you serious? I have an are you serious segment tonight featuring Tom Brady. And if you haven't seen this yet, a lot of people are asking, is it fake or is it real? So if you guys don't know, the NFL has started training camp as of this week because the NFL season is right around the corner. We start with preseason games in August. Season kicks off in September. Tom Brady is at the training facility and you know the machine that shoots the footballs out for people to catch? Well, Tom Brady is showing off his passing accuracy in this segment of Are You Serious? Courtesy of Bleacher Report on Twitter. <laughs> Look, watch this. It's crazy. Ready? Got this. So, people don't know if that's fake or if it's real. Even I questioned it. But if that's real at 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 his age, that's crazy passing accuracy. Craziness right there. You can't knock the man's skills, bro. <laughs> that's insane. That's that's obscene. If and I know some people who haven't seen it yet just start and they just mad at Belichick and Kraft right now. And and again, like I said on this show, he left because he wanted to he wanted to make his legacy bigger. He wanted to do something that no one else has done. It 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 had nothing to do with them disliking him and not offering him the money. He knew what he was doing and he chose his path. And God bless him. God bless him. But I know all y'all, some of y'all are gonna be blaming <laughs> crafted him on that one so whatever you, you you're entitled to your opinion um also breaking news in the sports booth uh simone biles pulled out after stumbling during her routine um melissa from hot 96.9 i gotta give her a shout out because i was listening to them this morning when the news story broke and melissa had said that from her sources that it was she stumbled but then went to her trainers and he claimed mental health issues and that's why she pulled out. And you know, a lot of people like I, I shared it and a lot of people like, nah, nah, she got injured. She got injured. Then NBC and Fox news came out, uh, just a little while ago. And they said that, you know, it's a mental health issue. Um, she couldn't deal with the pressure and she pulled out, um, team USA gymnastics still finished taking home the silver despite her not performing. Um, but again, you know, this is this is a tough one for me. You know, I, I'm torn because, you know, we've had a couple of people pull out for mental health issues. And for me, I've been a fan of the Olympics and the Olympics has always been, this is gut check time. This is put up a shut up time. You don't waste four years of training to get up there and stumble and then claim mental issues and pull out. Some of the greatest Olympic stories come from those who have overachieved and from those who have put the struggles behind them to get the gold. Y'all remember little Kerry Strug? 
pretty much almost a broken ankle. She gets up there and performs one hell of a friggin' vault performance. She overcame. You know, so I'm kind of torn. I'm torn. And then, to make matters worse, Japan's Naomi Osaka, she's lost in the third round. This was just before we went live. Makata Vondorosa from the Czech Republic. Whooped. (laughs) Naomi Osaka, who the Japanese are coming after hardcore right now because they're saying that she was too Americanized. They don't know why she was representing Japan anyway. Uh, Some people were saying she really doesn't even speak a lot of Japanese, so they don't even know why she was given that privilege to light the torch. And so the hate is coming out on the Japanese side. Um... B. Marie says that she thought she was competing with two broken toes. If that was the case, if she was competing with two broken toes, she, you know, that that's going to hurt too. That's going to hurt her because um, she can't land properly um, and causing further damage. So we're going to see. We're going to see. But it's out there now. They're claiming, you know, it was her mental health is why. But everything's going to come out. We're going to see. Still took home silver. NBA men's basketball team is lost, though. And, um... I already talked about that one. I'm not going to get explaining that one. <laughs> um, heading into the Biden bombshells as we get ready to close out the show. I'm not going to talk much on it. Why? Because in two weeks, I'm going to have my boys on the show. Ken Diesel, I squid. We're going to be breaking down these January 6th hearings that started today on the insurrections. And I'm going to keep it short and I'm going to keep it sweet until Ken and these guys come on the show so we can really break this down. The only thing that I have to say after hearing these four Capitol Police officers speak today and give their own bird's eye view, body cam view of what happened to each and every one of them during this insurrection, and I'm going to just keep it short and sweet until my guys come on the show, But if you're out here on social media and you're still calling these idiots who did what they did on January 6th, patriots, F you. I'm just telling you this right now. F you. Not patriots. The terrorists. They were terrorists. And after hearing what I heard today and seeing what I saw today, this was a coordinated attack on our capital. This was planned. There were things that were said over these people's radios that the Capitol Police recognized and noticed from the get-go that this was a planned attack right down to how they attacked one side of the Capitol to divert forces and then move to the other side where where, where, where it was weaker protected. It was a lot there, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for two, two weeks. These guys, come on, we're going to break it down. But like I said, if you're on social media and you're out here still pushing this hatred narrative and these people were this, other than insurrectionists, F you. If you don't like me, unfriend me. Because I watched today, and I'm not going to lie, two of the stories almost had me crying. I'm not going to lie. If you didn't watch it today, you need to. People need to watch it. People need to watch this from the perspective of the men who were there 
trying to hold these people back. One of the guys, um, his name is Mike. One of the officers' name is Mike. And and to be honest, all four of these guys are not even back to work. They suffered so much trauma that they're not even back to work. But this guy, Mike, they show his body cam footage. And I, I couldn't believe it. You know, when you get to the point where you have to tell people that you have kids so they don't kill you. And the stuff that... It, we're going to break it down. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Since the one beanies are still available, but to be honest, after this week, I think this beanies are going to be gone because I think I'm going to be giving out beanies at Prova on Friday night. I think I'm going to be giving out beanies that Friday night. So if you're coming down there, you get a chance to win a Sinister One beanie. Um, And I want to thank everybody who's been supporting me um, wearing the beanies, as you guys can see here. And my We Appreciate You banners. Again, come on down. I believe Viana Marie, I know somebody was asking in the chat, but I do believe Viana Marie will have merchandise there on Friday night. Um, So I'm hoping that she will have it and you all be able to enjoy and pick up some stuff. And guys, Hey, I got to mention before I get out of here, Viana Marie is unveiling a new song off her new project on Friday night. So if you want to come down and check out her new song, she's performing it on Friday night and we have an opener. Local artist Don Yo-Yo is going to be there opening up for Viana Marie and myself on Friday. So he'll probably take the stage probably around five o'clock. And he, he, I think he's doing like a 15-minute set. So you want to come down and check him out. Um, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in the show. Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C, Sports for You and Me, Happy Hour with Lido, Talk Back with Gloria Shea. Please make sure to check out those shows. And um, I, 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 my Zoom just canceled out on me. And I don't know why, but we still have time left. And, you know, I want to get ready to get out of here. Um, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in the show. Prover Brockton every Thursday and Friday night till September. Again, make sure to check out Drafting the Circuits, Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports for You and Me, Happy Hour with Lido, and Gloria Shea. Talk back with Gloria Shea. Deanna Marie's music is available on streaming websites everywhere. And that's about it. I want to make sure you guys tune in next week. Got a good show planned for you next week. And I've got some great guests coming up in the next wee weeks away. So want to tune in, hang out with us. Make sure to click that subscribe button on YouTube. I know I, I keep forgetting to mention it, but I got to get myself into mentioning it because YouTube is kind of where we're at right now, even though Facebook has now updated their creative content page to where they're now trying to compete with YouTube. And they're talking about monetizing a lot more. So either way, you guys watch us and chat. I'm seeing the chat from both places, Facebook and on YouTube, and I, I'm getting chat from Twitch. So it's good stuff. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show and hanging out with us, but we'll be back here next week. SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. 
It's just that I'm up on this level up here, and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made this shit on repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate and y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak assholes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. It's like I'm my own now. I ain't hood, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-R-Z-O-C-O-M. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-R-Z-O-C-O-M. Get your website, get your website, get your website.